Welcome to the Destiny Awakening Interviews, a podcast with Andrew Wayfinder and his guests, bringing you powerful insights, inspiration, and ways to break free, live life your way, and make a difference in our changing and challenging world. So hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Destiny Interviews. I'm Andrew Wayfinder-Renievich here in London, and I'm joined today by Stella Anna Sonnenbaum, sexological body worker and somatic sex educator. So a very warm welcome to you, Stella. And where are you hanging out today? Thank you. I'm so glad that I can hang here with you, Andrew. <laughs> and I'm in London. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, so Stella is the founder of StellaWithLove.com. And if you follow her around the internet the way I have, you'll discover that Stella has been featured in GQ, Cosmopolitan, Metro, Men's Health, and even been interviewed on BBC One. But more than that, she has extraordinary testimonials from clients whose relationships, intimacy, and sexuality has been completely transformed and awakened by working with Stella. Stella helps men, women, non-binary, and fluid individuals and couples of all gender and orientation with sexuality and relationship issues. And she does this with personal sessions, courses, and in non-COVID times, cuddle parties. So thank you, Stella, for your time today. And our title today is Top Tips to Keep Your Relationship Juicy. And Stella is going to show us exactly how to do that by answering six questions. So Stella, the time starts now. The first question is, who is your ideal client and what is the transformation you help them achieve? You know, Andrew, I really love working with couples uh, because so for couples, it's really important to keep the eroticism alive. Couples may be very well aware that they need to talk to each other, that they need to sit down and be um, intimate and real with each other. But what a lot of them don't do is cultivate eroticism. And I can help them rediscover that eroticism, even if they've been together like for 25 years or longer. And to find a way of lovemaking that doesn't feel like a chore as it so often do for many couples. Yeah. Love making is a chore. Some people might say that's like a, you know, that's a high quality problem to have. <laughs> that's true as well. That's you know, true. speaking as someone who's been single for a few years. Um, so we're at just over a minute. Question number two, what's the biggest challenge they face? especially now in uh, COVID times uh, with uh, lockdowns and everything, um, a lot of couples now both work from home. So both people work from home. And um, so um, that means that they spend much more time in physical proximity. And for part of the year, they had, if they have children, they had the children around as well because the schools were closed and so on. And so some couples report that they felt closer together than ever, but also like uh, the sex was better than ever. Other couples report the opposite. 
And um, so that can even lead to uh, very, very unpleasant manifestations like domestic violence and so on, when two individuals, mm. wow. individuals are on a, in such a close proximity for 24-7, basically. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, so that is difficult for um, eroticism and sexual attraction because usually, let's face it, when, when, they, when couples plan date nights, it's usually a night out because uh, they go to restaurants, they go to theaters or cinemas. And the reason being is that we want to see the partner in different surroundings than our usual domestic arrangements. And that is exciting. That makes us see our partner with new eyes and also makes us see our partner with the eyes of others because there are usually Mm -hmm. usually other people around, even if it's just waiter and waitress, (laughs) Mm -hmm. to uh, talk and engage with our partner. um, And that is conducive this kind of newness and um, seeing each other anew for eroticism and sexual attraction. Mm, and so well, that can also be um, cultivated um, in the setting that they are in. And that's what I help them with. Okay, lovely. So that's at three minutes. We're at question number f- four. Actually, no, number three. What is your number one insight you can share to help them right now? eroticism does not need to lead to sex so that can be can be something separate but it can obviously and so it's a question of managing expectations so what i teach couples is to rediscover the sense of touch which brings us into the moment and in actually into actually enjoying touching or partner rather than touching them for their sakes or kind of caressing them. And that uh, um, cultivates this kind of ravishing energy. And a simple practice is to just, with this energy, to just take one piece of clothing off of the partner and then they can just give each other a kiss and go to bed. So it doesn't have to lead to sex. Uh, that's quite, um, I, I just have, it sort of reminds me of a, a friend of mine some years ago. Uh, it was a woman in her mid thirties and her girlfriend had a boyfriend who was 18 and she was saying, well, you know, how do you have a relationship? I mean, he's so much younger and what do you talk about? And, and her friend says, I don't care. I just rub his nose and he gets an erection. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> oh. Um, but I think, you know, she, she was somebody who, uh, from the most part, had been dating people her own age or even older. So, you know, that eroticism component had had really wilted for her, um, you know. And so, yeah. So we're at almost five minutes. So it's question number four. What concept, book, or program or talk has been most impactful for you and your experience? What I use a lot is Betty Martin's Wheel of Consent and Three Minute Game. Dr. Martin is uh, actually from Seattle and um, she teaches about um, uh, looking at our own touch preferences. And so are we usually in a massage mode as in like, what would you like to receive and I'll do it for you, which has its place, but it's not really these kind of lover squadrons of ravishing and being ravished. And that is something as once people become aware of it, um, that they say, oh, that's a different way of engaging with each other. 
um, with a, a touch wise and also what kind of touch can we give each other and how can we communicate about touch and preferences and that's where the uh, three minute game comes in that I teach couples which has, which has two questions how would you like me to touch you for three minutes and how would you like to touch me for three minutes and then you swap around that's very oh that reminds me I mean because you're right touch is so important I was I was talking with a friend of mine you know, COVID story. And they were in lockdown. Uh, wife and child were trapped in another country. They were locked down at home for four months mm -hmm. with no contact. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, people weren't coming in, you know, the, the people who used to come into the house weren't. And they said that, you know, once the lockdown eased some weeks ago or a month or so ago, they had a massage. And as soon as the massage person started to touch them, they burst into tears. So yes. we'll definitely put a link to that, that book in the show notes. So now we're at almost seven minutes. So we're at question number six, the last one. What should I have asked you that I didn't? It and what would your answer be? <laughs> it was difficult to see uh, people in person, obviously, during this year. And, uh, but what I've done more than ever are Zoom sessions. And I noticed that Zoom sessions work a treat with couples. Uh, first of all, like uh, often they, they can't leave the house and uh, children are around and uh, it's difficult to have get childcare and still have privacy. Uh, however, Zoom sessions, they can do with me and we can do touch exercises off camera. And so I can demo something and they can repeat that and then feedback. And uh, also what actually a lot of people have asked me to do with them are tantric practices. Because my background is in tantra, that's something I can easily teach and it can be as simple as eye gazing. Mm -hmm. That is wonderful to have a facilitator like me there because couples may feel it's difficult to initiate that. But the eye gazing itself is a very strong practice of vulnerability, of intimacy, and um, so of um, being seen and seeing each other in a new way and to have someone like me like facilitate that and uh, for them to kind of like get into that and be inspired to carry on at home, that, that was really beautiful. Okay. And for those who don't know the word Tantra, what, what, what is Tantra? Mm -hmm. uh, tantra is, um, uh, we could say, like a philosophy or um, also like a religion that comes from India originally. And um, so that has been adopted via Neo-Tantra in the West. And so basically it's about how to... Um, uh, achieve from a deeper or better level of lovemaking by involving more of us. So originally it's, um, it's a spiritual path uh, in, in its origin and there's a white tantra which is non-sexual and the red tantra which is sexual. Okay, great. And, and this is something you're an expert in and you bring into this couple's work. It's one That's, of yeah. tantra. Okay, and that probably accounts for some of the really powerful and and, 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 and stirring testimonials and stories that I read on your website. Um, so to be honest, um, this is something that I've only just like rediscovered with couples now. And um, so I am, so usually it's like sexological body work I do and somatic sex education, but I draw on a lot of different disciplines. Huh? Okay, perfect.
So Stella, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Andrew. Okay. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Awakening interviews. If you have a friend who would benefit, please share. And subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review. We really appreciate it. And remember, always use your power for good.